You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 86 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. So unfortunately, I'm flying solo this week as my partner in crime, Tom Childs, has an illness. However, I've managed to call in reinforcements and put together a show for you all. But before we continue, get well soon, Tom. So as I mentioned in the intro, I've put together a show, but it's not the usual show you've come to expect from the Great British Chiefs show. This week, we'll be all about jumping ahead a couple of weeks to the Chiefs' visit to Frankfurt, Germany, to take on the Miami Dolphins. To help us get a flavour of what to expect in Germany, I recently invited German Chiefs fans Daniel Jensen and Marius Wimmler from the Das Kingdom podcast to ask them what we can expect to see in Frankfurt and their expectations of the Chiefs this season. So let's get cracking. Well, we have two special guests with us today, all the way from Germany, to help us discuss everything Chiefs and obviously the game at uh, Frankfurt against the Dolphins and everything else that goes in between. So we've got from Das Kingdom, we've got Marius Wimmler and we've got Daniel Jensen. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. How's things? Thanks a lot for for the invite. Uh, Amazing to be here. Yeah, it's great. Thanks. Yeah, well, uh, when you accepted the uh, the invitation, I thought, you know what, I've got to get these guys on because uh, I think a lot of fans, a lot of Chiefs fans making the trip from even from the UK and obviously over from uh, America probably want to understand a little bit more of whereabouts they're going to be going to if they're making the trip. Um, so uh, obviously the Chiefs are in Frankfurt. Are, are you guys familiar with Frankfurt or is it, is, it, is it just down the road from you or is it are you living in the place? Or I have a special connection because I was born in Frankfurt, so it's... Uh... Oh, all right. Like, nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a good a good story to tell. Maybe <laughs> I come to it later. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We ask every every fan this question because everybody wants to know your story. The Chiefs in Germany is a big thing, and we want to know w- what's your story, basically. I'll, I'll start with Daniel. I'll start with Daniel first. What's your story? How did you become a Chiefs fan? Yeah, uh, quite quite 
easy because I had like a high school year in Wichita, Kansas. So um, oh, it was in, in 2001. So uh, like the, the second day in school, uh, Tuesday was 9-11. So that was like a horrendous uh, start of the high school year. But nonetheless, I, I had like an amazing experience there all over the place with high school football, high school tennis. Uh, I saw the, the, that much stuff that I never expected to see. Saw the uh, KU Jayhawks playing basketball in our in our uh, gym, more or less. Uh, and of course, I saw Tony Gonzalez, and that was like my big star at that point. And I, I watched like my first Arrowhead game was uh, against the Steelers, I think. And my, my, my family invited me there. So that was like really, really cool to be there. Uh, it was a totally different atmosphere than we have right now. It was not as as intense uh, out of my out of my kind of uh, reminding me about that, but it was something I never saw a stadium like that. And I saw lots of uh, soccer stadiums in Germany, but uh, Arrowhead was special at that time already. And uh, that was like my first uh, first kind of thing. They were not good at that time, but I didn't really care because Tony G was like, what what a player, what a guy, and I was totally fascinated by him at that time. So you're a bit of a veteran, actually, Daniel. That's uh, safe to say that is that you're a bit of a veteran Chiefs fan because I'm I'm relatively new to it. I think I started uh, watching around about 2011, 2012. But um, Tony G, yeah. So you actually got to see him play as well in the flesh. I I saw him play, and and the wow. other part, I got a jersey still from that side, and that's something something really special for me and like the first jersey. But to be honest, there were like years where I in Germany kind of lost interest a bit because it was so far away. Yeah, we got lots of other sports, but it's still always connected. I'm, I'm for me the, uh, the March Madness with the Jayhawks is always special, and the Chiefs uh, something I'm, I'm, I'm really cherishing, and and right now I'm really living the dream. Uh, I wrote a book about Patrick Mahomes last year, uh, like a biography, oh. so uh, which is like only in German. So there's like a real biography of Mahomes in Germany already, not in the US like that. So that's something special, uh, uh, and for me uh, the connection is really, really, really nice. So you you pretty much both feet right in there, weren't you, with the Chiefs? You're, uh, you're obviously doing a lot of work with uh, with the Chiefs organization and stuff. Have you have you been speaking with them quite often, or is it is it mainly just the fan base uh, that you've been speaking with? Yeah, like like my full time job is uh, at Sport Five at a sports marketing agency, and we are kind of working together with the Chiefs on on uh, on marketing. Uh, so uh, I I was always in contact uh, for the last. Two years more or less with the Chiefs. Yeah. And I talked with them. It's not of not an official product. The book is like something in, in Germany, it's like from the journalistic side, it's really uh an editorial piece than the book. So uh there's no like official license uh from Mahomes from from the Chiefs, but they I think they they know it's more or less like Chiefs propaganda what I'm writing there. So they they like, like what I do there. Marius, can you beat that? <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, your story <laughs> I, i'm afraid i cannot beat it <laughs> but uh I, I i have to start with the story of how i got into american football because it started with the world cup in the u.s in 1994 and i was a lot fascinated by the large stadiums and venues and then i bought a book about the world cup after it and then also it said which nfl teams or college uh, football teams you should played in those uh, stadiums and so my interest for american sports venues was awakened and then i subscribed to a youth sports magazine which uh, of course had a lot of soccer in it or football as i would call it uh, but also a lot of nba basketball stuff and the nfl too and this was my first touch point with american football at all i was fascinated by the helmets the jerseys the pads and uh, yeah stuff like that and of course for a long time i had 
no idea about the rules, <laughs> but the guys just looked cool to a, a guy, in, in a nine-year-old guy, so uh, very, very impressive. And then I learned about NFL Europe because there were some articles in this magazine too. And immediately I had an emotional connection with one team, the Frankfurt Galaxy, of course, because I uh, mentioned earlier I was born in Frankfurt. So the Galaxy kind of became my team. And fun fact, uh, Steve Spagnolo was defensive coordinator and linebackers coach in 1998 there. And uh, the Galaxy was very successful in that year. They made it to the World Bowl, the final, and uh, which was played at the same stadium the Chiefs will play the Dolphins at the beginning of November. So unfortunately, the Galaxy lost there, but it was some kind of Chiefs connection there, which I learned later, years later. And the first thing I associated with the Chiefs was a license plate from Missouri that I received as a gift. I think I was 15 years old then. And then I found out about the state, went to Wikipedia, which was, of course, not in that uh, in that large uh, stuff like it's it's today. And I was interested in the history of Native Americans and the Chiefs logo became kind of caught my eye and in combination with the license plate and uh, this was my first emotional connection um, with with the Chiefs, and of course, I tried to find out more about the Chiefs, which was very very difficult uh, back then because there wasn't very much NFL uh, football shown in Germany on TV, and uh, the World Wide Web was a different place back in those days. And if the Chiefs uh, they didn't play played a big role, so tough times for growing interest in football. But somehow I found out about a guy named Tony G. Uh, who was supposed to do it quite well. And yeah, uh, when I saw a few highlights of him and at a friend's house with American Pay TV, my love for the Chiefs began to to grow. And I think the biggest emotional connection and the reason why I became a Chiefs fan to answer that question finally was the draft of Jamal Charles because I have a special connection to him. Yeah, Jamal Charles is my favorite player ever. He still is as well. He still is, even though we've got Patrick Mahomes and we've got Travis Kelsey. Same I think here. Jamal Charles for me, I, I just love watching his his replays, just his highlights, just to reminisce. Um, but you sound like you both have a real like real kind of uh, affiliation with the American culture as well. You seem as though you're you're quite into it, and it's really kind of sparked your interest. And I think that's happening quite a bit across uh, fan bases across Europe now, isn't it? It's suddenly the NFL is coming to town um, and there's new fans coming into it. There's a lot of people like the colors. They like the whole occasion that's happening with, um, with these NFL games. I mean, every game is pretty much, it's like an occasion. It's a Super Bowl. It's a celebration, isn't it? That's what it feels like. And have you spoken with many fan bases over there at the minute? Any, any of the fans that uh, have either new or really kind of looking forward to, to getting a, getting the first look at the Chiefs? I mean, in general, last last year we saw the first NFL regular season game in Munich, and um, I think for many Americans, being there was kind of a similar feeling than a Super Bowl. Uh, and and you see that that there are like three million people trying to get tickets for for the for the game this year, uh, and that's like just amazing. I think we never had such an international game as the Dolphins versus the Chiefs, which are right now the two favorites for the AFC. So that's like something from the level of playing. It's it's like just amazing to have such 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 a game there, and I think it's uh, it's the fault of the Chiefs who didn't want to play the the Bears and uh, decided to to have another uh, opponent, and that's that's just amazing. They want to give us the real experience. They want to give us something special, uh, and I think um, they're like the, the five uh, GMP teams, the global marketing uh, program teams uh, right now. It's uh, still the Falcons, the um, uh, the Buccaneers. Um, you have uh, which was the other ones, the Carolina Panthers, and 
and the Falcons. If the Falcons, I had already the Patriots, of course. Um, and and you see that the Chiefs are all in. Uh, the other teams are, of course, uh, the Patriots have some legends like Sebastian Fulmer. But uh, if you look at it, um, the Chiefs are really going into that market, and that's amazing to see how they really like are dedicated to win this market, to be part of this market for the next I don't know ten years, twenty years. I don't know how long they plan right now, but it's not something where they go over here, get some partners, and get away some money but they really want to be here and uh, i think that's something um the fan bases really kind of notice and feel and have a really really great um experience when they do something here and that's something which is which is really nice to see and uh, i hope that kind of brings us a lot more fans in the next couple of of years but uh, having having patrick mahomes i think i'm quite sure that there will be more and more fans yeah maris do you think uh the the the, the fact that the the bundesliga it's obviously streamed all over the world as well. And I know quite a few Americans and Canadians who actually watch that. Um, and they see the fan base, you know, bouncing in the stadiums and stuff like that and how crazy that that, uh, that, that soccer slash football crowd can be. Do you think that's kind of had an effect? Yeah, maybe. But I think also the, the uh, social media stuff, like uh, the fact that German fans always have been present in large numbers at the London games um, in in, in uh so many ways unfortunately the Chiefs were only have only been there once so and i was yeah. counting the days till they come back <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's kind of a dream come true they they're going to play in frankfurt so for me it was only a matter of time before uh, the nfl made it home uh, in germany too so um american football has a, a large and a long tradition in frankfurt as well uh, not least because of the history of NFL europe and um, the city of frankfurt itself has a good mix i think of tradition and the modern area um, you have the old town and stuff like that, which is uh, also interesting for, of course, Americans that come and visit Europe. So um, you have uh, historical places and stuff like that. And on the other hand, you have the the, the skyscrapers and the main Manhattan stuff like that. So um, I think on the other side, uh, this this is also uh, very surrounded by the American military bases uh, in Wiesbaden, Darmstadt, Mainz, Rammstein, Kaiserslautern and Landstuhl. And I think this is the package of many reasons why there is a long tradition and there is a possibility for American football, not only in Frankfurt, but in whole Germany. I mean, the, they just announced their uh, office in Düsseldorf in uh, Germany, uh, I think yesterday. And it's it looks kind of cool. And I think this is this helps a lot to, to grow the market here in Germany for NFL. I think I, and, and I'd like to add one thing. If you're like in Kansas or in, in Missouri, there are lots of people with a heritage uh, from Germany. Uh, so many German names, so many people who kind of, and, and that's something special about Americans. I think kind of us European always kind of have our country and, and have, have lots of history, but their history is always kind of connected to Europe or connected to other parts of the world. And, and you really see that they are, they are living there for like, I don't know, 250 years, but nonetheless, there's like a connection to Germany. There are the Amish people who are like, really have still like talking old German. So I think the, the, especially Kansas city and uh, those, those Midwestern uh, states really are connected to, to Germany a lot more than, than to other uh, countries in, in, in Europe. And that's something where you really kind of notice that they are interested. Uh, and I know that the, the Hunt family, although they are coming from Texas, uh, know that connection and really like to cherish that because it's like a natural connection to to the Chiefs and something they really want to want to live with. And uh, I like that, and I like uh, the storytelling they have behind that. 
So I know you've been quite um, into the, uh, obviously, the preparations of the Chiefs coming over as well as uh, there's obviously some events and parties organised and everything, isn't there? Are you aware of anything that uh, Chiefs fans can do while they're there? Is there like a, a, a fan village and stuff? Is, is that something that we can expect? I think in general there will be. And that's, first of all, my experience from last year in Munich. Um, on, on Friday night and starting on Friday afternoon, uh, Frankfurt will be like a huge city of NFL fans. If you go in the city center, there will be at any bar, at any restaurant, at any where way where you can can drink beer and eat something, there will be NFL fans. And all will wear jerseys and not only the Chiefs jerseys, but lots of different NFL fans. And they're, they are all like friendly. They love to party together and they love to kind of experience their, their favorite sports. And I think that will be something special, which is kind of, a little comparable to tailgating at, at Arrowhead where you just run around there and everybody is friendly. Everybody, if you if you tell the guys there, it, it's really, it doesn't important in what, what lot or what way you are there. You're from Germany and you're a cheese fan. They all love you. And it's the same in Frankfurt and it will be the same in Frankfurt. Uh, if you are an NFL and football fan, you will find friends all over the place. And I think that's something uh, which is, is, is really special around those games because I, I think it's the same in London when you when you go there and you see so many different fans and they all love the sports and they all know it's special to have like real NFL teams here and not not the Europeans trying to do the sports. Uh, and, and for me, it's uh, that's something special. But there will be there will be a party uh us together with uh, uh, the German fan club and the Frankfurt Galaxy, which is like a really cool connection, not only for Marius. We will do a party uh, for Chiefs fans on the on the night of the, uh, the the day before. So on the 4th of November, there will be a, like a huge party in the, in the city center uh, where we can give you some more information to kind of buy really cheap tickets and you will get something for those. So more or less free, but uh, making sure that uh, we get some people there. But that will be sold out really fast. Uh, we know that already. Uh, and there will be so much more uh, and so much stuff happening there. I think the championship more is like the official Chiefs part. I think we will have a lot more fun with all the bars and all the people running around there. And uh, uh, those nights will be a lot too short. Yeah, Tom and I have been really kind of up in the uh, the German beer over there because we love the the German beer. It's fantastic stuff. Um, it's quite lethal as well. It's quite strong stuff. So uh, take it easy with it. And Brett, you have to be stuff. careful. You have to be really careful. There is something called Applevoy, which is like an apple cider kind of, which is a bit more sour. And, and Marius knows that. For me as a German, I can't drink that. So be careful if you if you order something and they give you something traditional German. It could be Applevoy, which is like apple wine. Uh, so kind of a, kind of a cider. Uh, it's yeah. not like the cider or the cidre you you know from France or from from the UK. That's something special. You have to be a little careful. That's quite important. Is it like diesel oil? Is that what it's? Like? <laughs> <laughs> but you have have to give it a try. It's it's really it's really tasty. So try it once, and then you, <laughs> leave you won't it, see the game. Right. Like that. Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to obviously have a quick discussion about what you've seen from the Chiefs so far this year, and what you expect from the Chiefs. So obviously, the Chiefs are five and one. We've just just watched the uh, the game against the Broncos, which. It didn't fill us with much confidence, and I think you guys are pretty much in the same kind of mindset on this. Is that right? Yeah, I, th I think uh, having one of the the best defenses, kind of, of of all time, Mahomes playing for the Chiefs is something special. Uh, I mean, it's a top five NFL defense right now. I think it's the best defense uh, when you look on the points. Uh, 
uh, that other other offenses are getting against us. So that's something where I think the the situation right now is is quite good. But as every year uh, in the first couple of games, it doesn't feel like the the rust is already off and it's kind of running smoothly. Uh, but there are always issues. Last year we had all the 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 young defensive backfield players who were like still doing like the basic stuff as Spagnolo, and he was like adding more complexity over there over the. Season. This year, it feels like we're trying out. So it's like a big tryout of which wide receiver will be uh, really important for us and which one is not as good or does still not needs development. And uh, I'm quite happy that Reshi Rice is part of that uh, offense right now because he's like the the light and all the darkness we have there besides uh, Travis Kelsey. So um, I'm I'm really interested how we can kind of fix the offensive problems we still have. But nonetheless, we are kind of always are being a bit negative about it. We are five one. We are uh, still having uh, like a top ten offense if you look at the points we are doing and uh, and the yards we are making. So it's it's something where we are kind of spoiled from the last couple of years. And uh, many many teams would be happy to have such an offense uh, in their team. And and so I'm I'm quite relaxed that there will happen something in the next couple of weeks on the on the trade block. On the other side, uh, um, the team will uh, be much better in December January. So uh, I'm I'm quite relaxed right now, and I'm really looking forward because next week the Chargers game, and then then the two weeks later the Dolphins game will be like the the real big test. I mean, uh, we will have a real NFL game, not just like a showcase event uh, playing the Dolphins at Frankfurt. There could be some more from this team. Are we? Are we? I don't know if you heard the term sandbagging. And uh, are we yeah. are we kind of just holding something back? Do you think is that what yeah. is that what is that what you think? <laughs> yeah, I received uh, so many uh, Insta direct messages yesterday from other friends, which say, "Is is Andy Reid doing something? Why why isn't Justin Ross showing up more often in his in his offense and these routes and stuff like that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I maybe." I had a flashback about last year because we we have discussed this this topic last year as well, and then we we had back in the days this uh, different uh, OC with uh, Eric Bieniemy, and now it's Matt Nagy, of course. And of course, we have to get some things done, and this offense is not running its best football right now. Um, but they don't have to actually because we are, we have uh, we, we have faced some teams that are not that good as they have been last year, like the Chargers. Uh, we played in uh, second uh, w- uh, week two and uh, Buccaneers with Brady and stuff like that. So I think the challenge is to to get them right in, in shape and stuff like that and keep the uh, or g- get this thing rolling in the beginning of uh, uh, January and uh, of course February. So I think we are we are good in this time and I think of course we don't activate all the labor pages right now because we don't want to give. Uh, that much tape especially from a guy like justin ross and the, the teams sh- uh, like the the Bengals and stuff like that we face them late in this uh, year's schedule so i'm really i'm really chilled right now for this but of course the wide receiver one discussion is like i see that coming Actually, because I was like, okay, there is Tony. He's not that healthy at all. Then it start uh, starts with the with the training camp injury and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't think he is ready to go. Like the wide receiver one, and then the stuff with uh, Sky Moore. I think he's a he's a good guy, but the the production is not where it should be for a, a second year receiver. So, yeah, we have to to figure something out. We have to get things get, get things get things rolling. <laughs> And yeah, 
but I think we're we're good with this defense. Are all German fans as chilled and relaxed as you are about this team? It, it just I just feel <laughs> I just feel like this chilled wave coming over me talking to you guys. You're settling all my nerves. I, I sent you some screenshots of my Instagram <laughs> messages. And, later on, and, and then I, the funny, the funny part is after each match, and it's it's really like every every week more or less, he needs some tea. Marius is always like really really excited, especially at night because most of the games are ending somewhere in the night. And and the funny part is that he always needs some some tea to get down and calm down uh, and be able to sleep. So he's not he's not that chilled normally. But uh, I think right now we we learned so much and. Uh, Brad, aren't you happy that Charles Omenu is coming back? I mean, this defense with another like inside Russia that could look so amazing. And I mean, they are doing so much pressure already. I'm I'm just looking forward to see Charles and and Chris Jones uh, in one in one team on one on one play and see how much pressure they can make. I mean, that's something so special. We kind of this is already the sixth game suspension. We we're kind of we I, I was scared before the first game to be honest because we had no Chris Jones we had no Travis Kelsey we had no Charles Menu and the team didn't look that good in in the preseason like like kind of like always and you were like hmm, let's see what happens there and and now we are like 5-1 i would take that in a in, in every way we can do uh, and it looks really good and now we can kind of build up on that yeah absolutely i think uh, menu coming back is going to be the big thing that kickstarts uh, this team a bit more i think because you're right. The defense is looking really good. Um, they've probably not been as tested as we would like to think at the minute because yeah. they haven't really played anybody with a really kind of good offense at the moment. But, you know, they're doing the right things. And uh, if we've got a menu coming back, that's going to be great, great news for us going forward. So, yeah, I'm I'm more relaxed knowing that he's coming back. But, um, I mean, if we can get maybe another wide receiver in or something before the trade deadline or something, just to settle the nerves a little bit more because... A lot of it came through the tight end and the running back. So we need something to really kind of kickstart and ignite the the wide receiving room. But um, but I just wanted to get your your opinion on um, the, the season, what you expect from the Chiefs from this season. Because we've had a good start. We've had a decent start at the minute. But obviously there's going to be some quite difficult games coming up. Um, I mean, we're in a real kind of pole position seat right now to uh, lead the AFC. Everything's going through our head right now. But do you see there might be a little bit of a sticking point going forward? Is there a team that you're really worried about? To see um, the Eagles being not a good team, not as good as last year, but winning every game is something I, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of, for them, kind of being excited because I think they can be a lot better. And and they are similar like the, the Chiefs in the last couple of years, just winning the team, doing the duties to, to be part of the postseason. And on the other side, the 49ers look really, really good. So, like on the on the long run, I'm I'm kind of scared that they can be the team this year, uh, with all the history, of all the quarterback discussions, with everything kind of settled and just playing really good football. Uh, and on the AFC part, it's it's like always the Bills look at some games early in the season like the the best game possible, best team possible. And and nonetheless, they they are really kind of. Uh, having their problems uh, against special teams. And I mean, you still told us that there was no good uh, kind of offense yet. I mean, the Jaguars just beat the the Bills, uh, which we thought would be much, much better. So I think it's always depending on how does our team uh, look like against offenses. And I think uh, it's really, really hard to play against McDuffie and and, and Snead. Last, uh, last game, they had like combined like two targets and... Uh, uh, I think just two passes and 12 yards. That's like our top cornerback duo uh, against 
I mean, Russell Wilson was good at, at some point in his career, but he had that kind of no chance. So I think in the end, it all looks really, really good. But it's always that there will be issues, there will be injuries, there will be um, some games where it doesn't really feel good. And I think that's the, the obstacles that we kind of need to beat. And it's really hard to see what those will be. After two or three games, I thought the Bengals on, on uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's, I don't know when, when we play them, in detail, but uh, that there will won't be a hard game if uh, Burrow plays like that and the offense is that kind of dislocated. Uh, and right now, I would say that will be a hard game and probably could be the decider for the for the first seat in the AFC if everything runs smoothly for us. So it's really really hard to see what's happening there, and uh, I think that's the the amazing part of the NFL. We are one of the team who is like in the pot every every year, and that's something I, I really kind of cherish and like right now because that's that's fun. Just before we get to the predictions of the uh, the Chiefs Dolphins game, I just wanted to ask Marius actually: Is there a particular player? I'm putting you on the spot here, mine. Is there a particular player in the NFL that's outside of the Chiefs that you think I would love to just pick that per- that player up, put him on the Chiefs, and everything will be right as rain again? Is there a particular player that you like out there that you'd love that you'd have on the team? Yeah, I will. I would go with uh, Justin Jefferson. I think he would. Yeah. Uh, this connection would be insane. Um, of course. He's, he's out of our reach, but I think I, I just want to see a top receiver have a really good connection with Patrick Mahomes, like Terry uh, uh, Hill had back in the days. And of course, he wasn't at, at that uh, point where Justin Jefferson is right now. So I would love to see that. And of course, I would have another the the, the uh, another part of a tight end like. Uh, <laughs> The, the next Travis Kelsey somehow, and maybe we will find it in the draft uh, next year, or we will we will trade for one in, in the league. And I think there are, we need to we need to figure that out in the next years. But I would love to see Jefferson with Mahomes. I think I think I would love to do something realistic uh, uh, on on that part because, uh, like Marius already told me, I think I think the the most important part is finding. Uh, a replacement for Travis Kelsey in the next couple of years because that's like the the vocal part of our offense right now. And um, we were talking in our podcast, um, what player is more important, Chris Jones or, or Travis Kelsey? And for me, it was like always Patrick Mahomes is the important part of the offense and he will find his receivers. He will find uh, kind of the, the way of winning games. But Chris Jones is so important, especially in the postseason last year. And I think the first game this year showed it's, it's something different. The defense works also with Chris Jones on a high level and they win games and they they are pretty good and maybe they kind of don't make that much pressure but nonetheless this this defense as team as a as a unit is really really good but we can't replace Travis Kelsey right now we saw that yesterday in the game and that's something where I'm kind of concerned for like the longer future and I hope that Travis Kelsey is playing on that level for the next four or five years like like Tony G did but I it's not realistic so for me it's like the the, the player we need is like the tight end that works as Travis Kelsey. And I would love to have Carl Pitts there. And I think that's realistic because he's like really having problem in the, in the Falcon system right now. He's having issues of kind of pro- probably uh, being even uh, not as good as Jonu Smith, but we know that there's a totally different talent level. And, and that's something where I was saying, Hey, let's get Carl Pitts here. Let him learn one or two years uh, behind Travis Kelsey and then be like, that tight end that was something i would really like to have because if that position i would wouldn't be like be be really mad if if uh, travis Kelsey's career is ending at some point and he's kind of going off at honeymoon with uh, taylor swift i would be fine with that if we have a <laughs> replacement for him 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think a receiving tight end like uh, like Kyle Pitts would be would be phenomenal pickup for the Chiefs. I think if the Chiefs he's do, not, he's not to... important for Arthur Smith to be honest. He's not important in that not, system because he not... wants to run the ball. He wants to run the ball. He doesn't even need like a, a quality quarterback right now. So and he still wins games. That's that's quite funny. It's like the worst quarterback, and the Falcons are still like three two and winning games. It's it's amazing. So why do they need Kyle Pitts there? So give him to us, and we are happy and. We give we gave you Tony G uh, a couple of years ago. Now we get something back. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, return the favor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was by the way the the, the decision that hurt by my heart most in in, in Chiefs history, uh, giving uh, Tony Gonzalez to to the Falcons that trade and him playing in our in our home and uh, doing stuff there. That was really hurtful. Yeah, doing the celebration, the kind of yeah, yeah, the the dunking over there. Yeah. yeah. Right then, okay. I know it's quite early because um, three, well, three weeks away from Germany. Very early prediction for you, Marius. What do you think the Chiefs? Do you think the Chiefs win this game? Prediction episode for the for the whole uh, for the whole season. I was like, yeah, of course, because um, <laughs> I, I am. I, I was born in Frankfurt, and this will be my first ever Chiefs game. So uh, I have special connection to the city, and they they come here and I'm, I'm going to see them play this will be a really emotional connection for me so I cannot uh, root against them and I cannot see a, 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 a loss with my first game ever so of course I, I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs but I think it will it will be a tough one and it will be like the best possible matchup the German and the European uh, NFL fans uh, would have would have got so this is really this is insane i really I still can't believe we we're going to to witness the, the, this in uh, in person in the stadium so this is crazy so i i think it will be a one score game for the chiefs you, hopefully go on just before uh, we go into daniel um do you think you'd make the trip over to our head one day is that is that the dream to go over there and and take in a, a chiefs game yeah of course because i i haven't been there because i I was like uh, afraid of flying for for many years, so um, and I didn't have much money. And unfortunately, I've never got the opportunity to study in the US or exchange or do an exchange of uh, or something like that. And when my fear of flying had uh, succeeded, and I made my plans to go to a game uh, to Arrowhead, the Corona pandemic came and ruined everything. Oh, so uh, then I was like, okay, I have to get some tickets. To the pre-sale for a Dolphins game at Q number thirteen thousand something, and then I was one of the lucky people who got a ticket and in that pre-sale. And yeah, here we are. And uh, yeah, as I told you, uh, as a native of Frankfurt, seeing my first Chiefs game in my hometown of Frankfurt and the place where I became a football fan because of the NFL Europe and the Frankfurt Galaxy, I think that's actually the best story of all for me personally. And um, I'm incredibly looking forward to the game and everything that will happen around and if we uh, will uh, leave our heart on the, on the on the turf then I, w- I would be also okay with a with a loss but i hope i hope not <laughs> i hope the story's written where you get your first win watching the chiefs uh, because yeah it, it is a special thing i remember going in 2015 it's it, it's good and uh, don't get me wrong it's great at the international series games and you get a really good atmosphere but there's nothing quite like arrowhead it was it was one of those things that when i was at wembley the uh, the atmosphere kind of thought stirred me on thinking well if he's, if this is what it's like over at arrowhead i'm going to have a great time it's it's a not million even times comparable better. it's, it's not, not comparable, comparable. It's not. It it yeah. it really is. I mean, the, the the fan base, uh, 
they they welcome you into the tailgate. They they thrust a beer in your hand. They give you a burger or whatever you want to eat, and they don't ask for anything. It's you know they want to know your story as well. Why are you here? Why you know why are you a Chiefs fan? And they get really excited by, by meeting new people. And and that's that for me. I just thought I just felt I belong here. It was that's that's what you feel when you're a Chiefs fan. I really 100%, belong with this team. Hundred um, percent. Daniel, you you'll share that experience, right? Yeah, I was at the. Um... Being there like almost twenty years ago, but uh, and now being back there uh, last year against the Chargers, like the home opener, uh, and that was amazing. That was like uh, the first uh, Thursday night football on on Amazon Prime, and you had the feeling that there were like like a whole focus on that stadium, and it was like really the perfect stage for that. And being there, I think Thursday night football normally starts like at at night, and they were there in the morning. I was uh, having having a meeting. Uh, and uh, being at the at the headquarter and the office there, and I was like just going by there, and there were like people standing in front of the office and uh, and the lane there and waiting to be uh, on the on the parking lot. That was just amazing. So um, and then for me, the the feeling going into the stadium and just uh, the weird part is that if you're standing outside, you always see like, like half the stadium, and then you go in there and you see that it's like a lot deeper and and the stadium is a lot bigger than it looks outside. And and that's like the moment where you notice how big this 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 whole thing is. The bowl is, uh, that's something really special. And uh, yeah, the people are amazing. If you're sitting there, everybody everybody is like really having fun there. Is is positive. Is kind of uh, appreciating you being there, and uh, that that's really amazing. There's kind of no aggression, and uh, that's something special. Uh, if you're just used to be at, at German soccer or football stadiums and uh, getting the atmosphere there, where there's it's more like ice hockey in in the US, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's great stories that you've shared there. That's been brilliant. It's been great having you on as well. Um, Das Kingdom. Uh, if uh, if there's fans out there that obviously want to listen to the podcast, where can we find you? Is it is it on Spotify or Apple or anything like that? Where can we find you? Actually, anywhere. Uh, we're anywhere. On Spotify, we're on Apple Podcast. You can just go on dustkingdom.de uh, and you get like a link list uh, of ours. And we have a newsletter on newsletter.dustkingdom.de. So for everybody German here. Uh, but and if you want to learn some German uh, for before the podcast, uh, yeah, feel free to come there, and uh, you can find us on Instagram, um, really, really easily. It's uh, it's Arrowhead eighty six for Mario's, and it's Beamit. Uh, still from uh, the the nickname is still from the the time in in the US, but uh, you can find us there. So uh, we are happy to answer any questions if you have any problems in Frankfurt. Just, just write us and we try to, to help you. Probably get a lot of Chiefs fans just asking you, which bar are you in? I need to go. Which bar is the best bar to go to? Where, where, where can we meet everyone? <laughs> no no problem. It'll just be bombarded <laughs> with messages, won't you? <laughs> well, no, guys, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. It's been really good. I wanted to do this for quite a few weeks now because um, obviously with the Chiefs going to Germany and uh, getting all that excitement and build up and everything, I just wanted to get you both on the show because you guys seem to be really in the thick of it right now. You seem to be really in the, in the mix and um, really hope you enjoy the game. And uh, yeah, I hope we meet. For sure. You're yeah. invited to, to the real German beer, not the Apple Boy part, the real beer. <laughs> <laughs> you won't subject me to the apple wine cider stuff. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's Mario's. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. It looks a bit different. But, but yeah. you have to like the, the normal the normal beer is the good one. I might not tell Tom and so so you can give him a few of those and he won't know <laughs> yeah, what you know he won't know sounds, what to expect. <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> sounds good. Let's wreck his yep. day. It sounds good. Uh right guys, really appreciate you coming on and uh yeah, hope to get you on again soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
So that's all we've got time for this week. Hopefully you've really enjoyed that kind of insight into the Frankfurt-Germany trip for the Chiefs this year. Uh, we'll be back again on our usual Wednesday slot, but remember to stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more content from the team. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review to read out on the next show. You can also check out the daily news articles on our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.